It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. As a Texas gal, football has always been a big part of my life. Interestingly enough, when I moved to California five years ago, I noticed women here know their baseball like Texas women know football. Of course, I don't know shit about baseball still, except that it always seems to be on. Besides loving football and cannabis, I also love commercials. As a career sales-based marketer and storyteller, I've always enjoyed exploring how brands choose to tell their story and persuade purchasing decisions. As you can imagine, I can get downright nerdy on Super Bowl ads. Lately, I've been unpacking Pandora's box that is the Acreage Holdings rejected Super Bowl ad. When I heard the news that CBS rejected a PSA-style pro-medical cannabis commercial for the big game, it was a perfect storm of three things I enjoy, so I thought I'd break it all down. Why don't you pack yourself a super green bowl and settle in? It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. If you haven't seen the ad yet, I'll be sure to include it in the Podcast 72 show notes at casuallybaked.com. I'll note that as a storyteller, they do a good job of capturing an emotion, but it's a very one-dimensional story of cannabis. Sure, touting the life-changing benefits of medical cannabis is important for federal legalization of the plant. We do need more people seeing and hearing these stories and talking about it on Monday morning around the water cooler. But we certainly shouldn't overlook the company narrating the story. 
Having a clearer vantage point won't necessarily change your mind, but making informed decisions is never a bad idea, am I right? I think it's important to understand the motivation of any storyteller to get the full scope of their message. So, let's do that! <laughs> like I mentioned, the advertiser who submitted the medical cannabis ad is Acreage Holdings. The company produced a minute-long commercial featuring the stories of people who say that using medical cannabis has improved their health and quality of life. The two medical cannabis patients and one parent in the ad share their stories of suffering and then explain that medicinal cannabis has given them or their child relief from seizure disorders, opioid addiction, and debilitating pain. The spot ends by urging viewers to lobby Congress to reform federal drug laws that keep cannabis in legal limbo. While more than half of U.S. states have legalized its medicinal use and others have legalized adult cannabis use, it remains a controlled substance under federal law. That's why network executives say that CBS will not accept the medicinal pot commercial. Last year's Super Bowl on NBC averaged 103.4 million viewers, which is the lowest average audience since 2009. Based on improved ratings this season, the audience for Super Bowl 53 is expected to improve, but falls short of the 2015 record of 114.4 million viewers. No matter how you look at it, that's a lot of fucking eyeballs. So, if you're like most pro-cannabis Americans, you're probably aggravated that this real and raw visual of the benefits of cannabis for healing and wellness won't reach this captive audience of over 100 million viewers. I was curious to do a little bit more digging because from my professional experience, Acreage Holdings likely knew that ad was never going to make it onto the biggest advertising stage. As a marketer and creator, it is always my job to know the rules around advertising in whichever category I'm representing. In this case, the fact that cannabis is still federally illegal in this country means that the creative and PR team of Acreage Holdings knew this ad would never make it onto a mainstream television network, especially during the Super Bowl. As a side rant, is it a double standard that Anheuser-Busch InBev, the world's largest brewer, will run eight ads totaling five minutes and 45 seconds, plus eight more quick plugs during the game, including animated or static graphics, totaling five seconds each, bringing its total exposure to 6 minutes and 25 seconds of airtime, making this their biggest Super Bowl buy ever. <sighs> yeah, it's fucked up. But the prohibition of alcohol is over. Cannabis, we're still in the thick of it. Acreage Holdings is a cannabis industry cash machine with enough money to buy whoever and whatever they need to know to advance their mission. And just like anybody else paying attention, 
They also know that people in this country are riled the fuck up about a lot of things. And we're standing up and we're speaking out on our social platforms about inconsistencies and injustice and the things that grind our gears. Well, Super Bowl advertisers pay more than $5 million per 30-second ad. Acreage Holdings created a simple 60-second story and call to action that the cannabis industry knows by heart and expresses daily. Tell your story and call on your U.S. representative and senator to affect the changes you want to see. Let me say, there is nothing extraordinary about this ad. It's not Apple's game-changing introduction of the Macintosh computer in the 1984 commercial. There's no high production value, no pun intended, and it certainly didn't cost them much to make. And now they've saved at least $5.2 million because anybody that gives a shit about cannabis is spreading their message for them free of charge. Granted, not 100 million eyeballs, but I've seen a lot of social activity around the ad. Everyone wondering what CBS is smoking for not giving airtime to the healing and life-changing benefits of cannabis. I know many of you have liked it, commented, or shared the acreage holding story and video. If you want my professional opinion, I consider this a super savvy PR play by acreage holdings more than an epic fail by CBS. I'm going to read you the About Us page on the acreage holdings website. This is the site that they link to at the end of their ad. All right, putting on my announcer voice. Founded in 2014, Acreage Holdings, formerly High Street Capital Partners, has among the most diverse portfolios of cultivation, processing, and dispensing operations in the U.S. Acreage has fostered strong partnerships with regulators, physicians, and medical researchers with the aim of setting a new standard for the industry. As legislation and regulations evolve, Acreage is poised to build on its leadership position by expanding its footprint and capabilities in bringing the safe, dosable, and affordable cannabis to the market. Our management team is among the most diverse and impressive in the industry, including veterans from Wall Street and finance, as well as major players in the retail and food and beverage industries and legal fields. We also bring many pioneers from the cannabis cultivation space, including experts who have set many of the standards now broadly deployed within the industry. We are aggressive, yet measured in our strategy and believe our unique approach and team will continue to provide industry-leading returns and the best quality products and consumer experiences in the world. (laughs) Wow, that's intense. And impressive. So, Acreage Holdings, they said it themselves. They're aggressive yet measured in their strategy. (laughs) These aren't cute, cuddly cannabis farmers and boutique brands supporting their families and communities. These are high rollers looking to 10x their big money investments as quickly as possible. And that's their prerogative. They're playing the game and quite successfully. One of the beneficial side effects of this 
is that the mainstream messaging of cannabis as a wellness tool makes it into the headlines for a few weeks around the Super Bowl. The negative effects of companies like Acreage Holdings means tractor cannabis is on the horizon. I'm talking like, you know, Walmart weed. And small businesses will struggle to survive, much less compete. I mean, it's no different than these big box stores coming into these small communities and putting the local mom and pops out of business. It's the exact same thing, but we're talking about cannabis. You know, former Speaker of the House John Boehner is on the board of Acreage Holdings. As I dug more, I came across a cannabis investment event claiming to be the first of its kind called the American Cannabis Summit. Maybe you heard of it. Maybe you watched it. I don't know. This is just um, on replay on their site now. It is hosted by Boehner and Mike Ward. He's the publisher of Money Morning. And Danny Brody, he's the VP of Investor Relations at the Green Organic Dutchman Holdings. Um, Brody is deemed the architect behind two of the largest cannabis IPOs ever. I'm a cannabis consumer who's interested in educating myself on potential cannabis investment opportunities. So why the hell not? I curiously tuned in. It's an infomercial. It is a completely scripted sales pitch aimed at regular Joes looking to get in on the bottom floor of cannabis investing. I forced myself to keep watching it. I still haven't made it all the way through, but I will. Even though it feels like a sticky, creepy hug. Boehner and friends confidently explain with a gleam in their eyes. Oh, it's like they're selling snake oil, but I know that cannabis is good for me. So it's just, I don't know. I have these, this weird feeling watching this thing. But they tell us all of the reasons why it's a good idea for us to jump into the green rush, which they annoyingly kept referring to as the green gold rush. Like, the average Joe can't make that correlation on their own. Ugh. At one point, they speak of cannabis farms and dispensaries getting rich, which, by the way, is not what I'm seeing as a person on the front lines of the cannabis culture in California. Maybe there are, but I don't personally know them. I talk to businesses and farms running out of cash and exhausting resources, jumping through the regulatory hoops of legalization. When Boehner's talking about people currently getting rich in cannabis, I have to believe he's not talking about the men and women representing the heart and soul of the cannabis industry getting rich. I'm pretty sure he's talking about his colleagues getting rich, people with money and investment acumen getting rich by manipulating the playing field and writing the laws that govern it, all on the backs of farmers. And from a different perspective, I also happen to be aware through personal accounts of the day-to-day -day happenings and struggles of gondrepreneurs building and growing innovative cannabis businesses. Don't get me wrong, funding is out there. Hello, Acreage Holdings! And if you're willing to work your ass off and put in the sweat equity up front, you can get paid handsomely in cannabis without ever even touching the plant, no less. 
But there were multiple moments of misguidance on this American Cannabis Summit, whose website looks like a slick political campaign site. Like maybe it was Boehner's like, I'm going to run for president site. And then he was like, ah, fuck that. I'm getting into cannabis. (laughs) Reskinned it. And speaking of politics, Boehner vehemently opposed cannabis for years, but said he was going off bad info and changed his mind. Fair enough. We all have the right to change our minds when we have all of the information. A lot of people are changing their minds. In fact, according to an October 2018 Gallup survey, 64% of Americans, including a majority of both Republicans and Democrats, want to legalize cannabis. And I applaud John Boehner for making the change. After he was quoted as being unalterably opposed to legalization nine years ago. Turns out, (laughs) money is a powerful motivator. I wonder if he's changed his mind about gay rights or if he still opposes same-sex marriage. I wonder if he's still employed by Squire Patton Boggs, the third largest lobbying firm in the U.S. And although I looked... I can't tell you if he still brings in $400,000 per year serving on the board of Reynolds American, the second biggest tobacco firm in the U.S. But what I can tell you is that I don't trust the guy as far as I can throw him. However, as an entrepreneur, I applaud him. Way to diversify and connect the dots, Johnny. You're fucking killing it, you son of a bitch. During this American Cannabis Summit, Boehner and the boys highlight the huge growth of Canadian cannabis giants and the major U.S. firms who've crossed the border to play on the Toronto Stock Exchange. They talk about how pro-investors are salivating, waiting to pounce on the opportunity to invest in U.S. cannabis companies as soon as three major hurdles are jumped. Number one. Cannabis is removed from the DEA's Schedule I classification. Two, when that's done, the banking restrictions will be lifted and will open the financial floodgates to cannabis. And finally, to double and triple profitability for cannabis companies, the plant needs to be removed from IRS Tax Code 280E, which forbids businesses from deducting ordinary business expenses from gross income associated with the, quote, trafficking of a Schedule I or II substance, as defined by the Controlled Substances Act. Boehner claims this will happen within months, that there's a group in Congress working on it right now. Although, I guess I should probably mention this American Cannabis Summit was recorded before Trump shut down the government. It might not happen as fast, but it will happen. Federal legalization is inevitable. Bloomberg reported back in November that Acreage Holdings, backed by Boehner, is set to become one of the most valuable companies in the U.S. weed industry. Acreage Holdings is the latest U.S. cannabis firm to go public in Canada where, as we all know, cannabis is now legal. They did this through a reverse takeover. A reverse takeover, also known as a reverse merger or a reverse IPO, 
is a type of merger that private companies engage in to become publicly traded without resorting to an initial public offering. It's an easier process, and you avoid the costs, regulatory requirements, and time constraints of an IPO. Initially, the private company buys enough shares to control a publicly traded company. The private company shareholders then exchange its shares in the private company for shares in the public company. At this point, the private company has effectively become a publicly traded company. Acreage Holdings raised $314 million in a private placement that values it at about $2.8 billion. Boom! Shit! Run by former Wall Street banker Kevin Murphy, Acreage has more than 40 dispensaries across the U.S. In addition to John Boehner, the company also counts former conservative Canadian Prime Minister Brian Mulroney as an advisor. There you have it. Now you know the story of the rejected cannabis Super Bowl ad. And maybe you're curious enough to continue exploring the world of big cannabis business. Take from it what you will, but always remember in cannabis and in life, explore the motivation of the storyteller. Curiosity will always serve you. Help normalize the modern cannabis culture by sharing your story. Engage with me on social at Casually Baked. Rate and review the podcast and share your experience on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Email a voice memo to me at ask at casuallybaked.com. And if you know someone who'd like to get casually baked with me, I hope you'll share this podcast with them. I've got some great interviews in the works, some on the seedier side of cannabis, cannabis-inspired travel, and we're going balls deep on cannabis and fertility. <laughs> oh yeah, stay tuned and stay curious. We Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Are you one of the 100 million folks who'll be watching the Super Bowl on Sunday? You'll find me rooting for the Rams and asking people to be quiet during the commercials. Shh! Or turn it up! <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.